And good evening to you and welcome to People of Note on this Sunday evening. This program is broadcast every Sunday from 6 to 8. And in it I talk to someone who is a person of note and we listen to music of their choice. And I'm very happy that my guest this Sunday is Vessel Urdendahl, who is a music director and an associate producer of VR Theatrical. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Richard. Very nice to have you here. And one of the reasons you're here is because there's a show coming up at the Teatro in Monte Cassino called Rock of Ages. But before we get to that, just tell us uh, really who you are and where you come from. <laughs> well, uh, going right back then, I guess, um, I, I'm from the Eastern Cape. Aha, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> another one. Yes, I'm one of the, the many artists that have moved up to Joburg from, from the Eastern Cape. Um, born in Port Elizabeth and then uh, schooled in Lady Grey of all places. Um, and since then, I've, I, I did my BMAS degree at, at Tux at the University of Pretoria um, a few moons back. And, uh, and yeah, and since then, I've just worked in the theatrical industry and, uh, and sort of really got my, my, my groove on there. Yeah, well, I'm very happy you come from PE because uh, the listeners probably know that I'm from PE as well. <laughs> yes. But Lady Grey seems an unusual place to be educated. Tell us about that. Well, I think it was in the sort of late 90s, um, sort of 1996 thereabouts, where um, uh, an ex uh, Drakis conductor, Bootes Gresse, I don't know if you... Yeah, if I remember Bootes. Um, he sort of went to Lady Grey after his, um, his run at, 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 the, at Drakis, and he then decided to, to, to start this music academy, which was then sort of fleshed out into the into drama and then dance and and also fine arts and and so they did this arts academy which is now called lady gray arts academy it's still going and it's still going as far as my knowledge goes and uh yeah so i was there so i th- was think it was this the second year um that it started i i came in what was then standard six and uh yeah that, that was really fantastic for for a youngster to to be in this kind of environment and and at the same time what was great was that it was in this beautiful mountainous area so it was um not in a, in the city so you really had nothing else to do but practice your piano and do all of that you know and is that what you were you were a keyboard player or you um, are a keyboard player well yes so i i sort of started off doing um piano and and at being lucky being in a school like that you could do all of the art forms so i did drama as well I did ballet. I did all of that. So it really sort of gave me a very holistic view on on the arts. And that's how I got into musical theater. And I was going to say, that mm. served you well because that's you need all of those skills Absolutely. in musical theater. Yes. Your first choice of music is called More Than Words. And here it comes. More Than Words, featuring Julianne Huff and Diego Boneta. The choice of Vessel Urdendahl, who's my guest in People of Note. So this song particularly is is used in um, uh, in the in the show, the upcoming show, Rock of Ages, at the Teatro, and uh, not this particular medley, but it's just one of those really iconic '80s songs, um, which you'll hear plenty of if you come and watch Rock of Ages, um, and originally done by the the, the group Extreme. Um, it's just a song that I grew up with particularly, so that's why I sort of resonate with the song. And yeah. And tell me why this title, Rock of Ages? Well, I, I think it, it really sort of plays on the fact that it's, it's, it's a very, um, 
it's it's used it, it used the um the the library of the 80s music so it sort of just is it's it's a it's a term to describe the 80s yeah so it's a it's a show about the 80s it is about the 80s everything you'll see walkmans you'll see um really bad hairstyles oh, so it's like a time capsule it's a time capsule of the 80s yeah. and it's really fantastic to hear all of those tunes that that many of us grew up with so who's it going to appeal to I think it will appeal to um, to it, 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 it's a wide range of people. I think, um, particularly those that that know the music, that really grew up with the music, that remember all of the things that the eighties has, the Reagan era, um, all of those sort of things. Of so, I think it's 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 slightly more older audience. Um, I won't say bring your youngster um, because it's it's slightly naughty in in certain aspects, um, but. I, th- I think it's it's definitely an adult audience, but it's it's really really good fun. And you're in rehearsal at the moment. We're in rehearsal at the moment. Yeah. Yes, I'm always fascinated by uh, musical theatre and the, all the things that go with it because I don't think the general public realizes how much time is taken by rehearsal for these things. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and the, it, it's it it really takes a lot of lot of time, and it's a f- it's a full time rehearsal process. So it's people can't do anything else but rehearse. For in in our case now a three week process, it's 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 it really does take up all your time. Yeah, because we've just uh, two weeks ago we finished with uh, Starlight Classics, and that's a pretty intensive process. But it's really the result of a year of planning, mm, yes. and then suddenly the week is upon you, or the ten days before the show, and the stage starts getting built. Rehearsals have already taken place privately. Yes. And then everyone comes together and it's even more intense for that last week. But it's Absolutely. exciting also. It's very, very exciting yeah. to see uh, from the rehearsal room. It's very exciting to see it come to life on stage with all the other elements like the lights and the sound and um, the set pieces and all of those things. It really is exciting. And then there's a real buzz. And then the buzz is there and everyone is excited and nervous at the same time. And the tickets are selling. <laughs> <laughs> we hope so. We hope so, Richard. Yeah. No, it's always... It's always nerve-wracking, mm. though, that the, the business side of it as well. Mm. Well, we don't need to talk about that right now, but, <laughs> but let's hear your, your next choice of mm. music, which is Tantum Ergo by Deodat de Severac, and it's the Schola Cantorum of Oxford under Jeremy Summerley. Tantum Ergo by Deodat de Severac, the Schola Cantorum of Oxford under Jeremy Summerley. The choice of Vessel Udendal, who's my guest in People of Note, was singing part of your tradition as well in in your life and at Lady Grey. Absolutely and and that's particularly why I chose that piece as well is um choral singing was is is so much part of of my of my youth um singing in choirs I started out singing um um at the Eastern Cape Children's Choir and uh really really got my love for for choral music and, and then and then at the same time having Bertus Gresse as as our headmaster and also, of course, the, the choir that he sort of started in Lady Grey. We did all of the wonderful choral pieces that you can imagine. I can, somehow, in the back of my mind, there's something telling me that uh, Christian Ashley Boerter was also there at one time after he'd finished at the Draki. So there was a sort of strong Draki's connection. There I was think. definitely. Yeah. I think that was through Boerter's yeah. involvement. And yeah. uh, he sort of drew from, from the people that he knew as well and, and his circle of... of uh, of colleagues. I must say that's quite an adventurous thing to start up a 
an arts academy in Lady Grey. In the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. And it was very interesting because you sort of really got um, in touch with people from all spheres of life. Um, coming from Johannesburg, Cape Town, Durban. There were so many um, people. And it was, of course, a, a boarding school in, 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 in that time as well. Lots of time for practice. <laughs> lots and lots of time for practice. We didn't practice rugby. We practiced mm. piano. <laughs> And did you put on productions at the school then too? Definitely, we, we, we did. Um, that's where my love for musical theatre started because we did, um, I remember quite well, we did a production of The Pirates of Penzance and uh, I played Frederick actually at, at that stage. And uh, so that's really where my love for singing and, and acting and the stage really came. Yeah. I'm talking to Vessel Urdendal, who is uh, a music director and he's the associate producer of VR Theatrical. Just tell us what VR Theatrical is. So VR is, is stand, stands for uh, Van Rensburg Theatrical. And um, the Van Rensburg part is a very good friend of mine, Jakub van Rensburg. And, and he, uh, we decided to, to start a company about three years ago um, that produces musical theater and we sort of delve into plays as well, any theatrical um, aspect really. But I must say that's also very adventurous now because the arts is quite a tough arena, mm. uh, especially now. Um, and, and to start a, a company which puts on musical theater is pretty adventurous. <laughs> it, it is, Richard, I, I must say, but it is so rewarding. When it goes well, it really goes well. Um, if, if your if your work is being appreciated, then it it is it it really really makes one know that it's worth it, you know. And you've sourced actors and performers from around South Africa. From around South Africa, um, we've we've done some really fantastic work. Um, most recently, we did a, a Simon and Garfunkel um, theatrical setting of of their music um, called "Here's to You," that really played to full houses here at Monte Cassino and at Cape Town. We're bringing that back next year again just because of popular demand. And it was it's really is interesting to, to see what people want to see and what, what they want to hear. Isn't it, doesn't it feel good when you're on a roll? <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's, that's, that's really the case. Yeah. So how do you choose what you're going to perform? I mean, to say, did you sit down one day and say, I think we should do music of the 80s? Mm. How, how did that process work? Well, the, the Rock of Ages came about about two years ago. Um, it was originally staged also with co-production with us at um, Gold Reef City. We did a version of Rock of Ages there. Um, and uh, they thought it was really, it's, it's the casino, it's a, it's, it's a nice vibe, it's, it's good music. It's, it really is a very fun show. And, uh, and it re worked really well there at Gold Reef City and also produced co-produced by Toho San. And then they decided, well, because it really was so so well received there, let's do it at, at, at Monte Cassino um, with their following and, and with that um, uh, footprint there. And uh, yeah, here we are doing yeah. it again. Good. And your next choice of music is The Real Group. And I just want you to tell me about The Real Group mm. after we've heard it. It's called Et Live for Mig. The Real Group with Et Live for Mig. And that was the choice of Vessel Wurdendal, who's my guest in People of Note. Tell me about the real group. Well, they are a, a Swedish um, a cappella group. Um, and my love for a cappella started when I, um, I studied a year of musical theatre at, at what, was, what was then the Pretoria Technicon. 
which, uh, which I must say has produced a lot of fantastic mm, people. Absolutely. I was very lucky to be in a year group where uh, there were really a bunch of talented people. And also, in fact, my colleague, Jakub van Rensberg, who we started this company with, um, we were all in the same year group. And uh, my love for a cappella music started then. And we sort of had a had our own little a cappella group called Kappa Five. Uh, then, you know, being a student, you, you, you really try everything and you are so courageous, actually, um, stupidly so sometimes. Um, but we did a lot of, of the real group's a cappella music and, uh, and it was just so much fun. It's interesting how those groups have developed. I think the sort of prototype was the King Singers in many Absolutely, ways. Yes. But there have been so many groups like that. I've actually mm-hmm. heard the real group live, which was oh, a fantastic, fantastic experience. Yeah. In South Africa? No, no, not here. Oh, okay. I heard them, uh, I think, in Denmark. Oh, I was at a okay. choral symposium thing. Yes. And they were performing there. And they're really just as good live as they are. On record. It, it is incredible yeah. because you have to be so solid yeah. and, and to create all of those effects, the, the little percussion aspects. Yeah. Um, but I must say you need a very good sound engineer. I think that is their big key is their sound engineer that travels with them everywhere they go. Yeah. It's interesting how electronic, because the King Singers were absolutely non-electronic. Yes. They were acoustic. Uh, but electronics have now play a big part in live performances. Absolutely. I remember... Also from the Drakensberg Boys Choir, they traveled with their own sound technician yes. eventually mm. as well because it became much more a part of the performance. Absolutely. It's yeah. integral. And if something goes wrong in that department, then, then you're you know, in deep trouble. You're or in if very there's deep a trouble. power outage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how we rely on you know, technology now. Absolutely. And I guess you do too in your production. Absolutely. If you, if you take Rock of Ages, for example, just the, the sound department is, is a huge department to, to take care of. And um, luckily we work with really, really great um, sound uh, designers and engineers and operators. But it, it really is the backstage scene of just the sound and the miking up and all of those sort of things is, it takes them about a day to a full day to load in just the sound equipment and all of those things. And uh, as you can imagine, um, d- sort of miking up a, a rock band singing these or playing these 80s iconic tunes that are these power ballads. It's really, um, it takes a lot of lot of effort from the sound yeah. team. And uh, just, I'm sorry to quote again, the, the concert we did just a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Starlight Classics, because we did a, tally of how many microphones were on the stage because we had orchestra uh, four-piece rhythm section two choirs solos there were 192 mics on the stage it's <laughs> unbelievable goodness, it is unbelievable yeah. and it's all i mean the, you can imagine the desk that has to control Absolutely, all that stuff yes yeah. it's pretty hectic yeah and and of course you're dealing with a lot of different frequencies and, and if, if there's a uh, if there's an interference somewhere, can you imagine 100 mics sort of interfering with each other? Yeah. No, it's a, it's a big technological mm. exercise, mm. as was the challenge of doing the Firebird when it first came out. This is music by Stravinsky. That's your next choice. <laughs> it's the Princess's Round Dance, and it's performed by the Royal Concertabau Orchestra under Carlo Maria Giulini. That was the Princess's Round Dance from the Firebird by Igor Stravinsky, the Royal Concertgebouw Orchestra, conducted by Carlo Maria Giulini, the choice of Vessel Urdendal, who's my guest in People of Note, and he's the associate producer of 
Rock of Ages, which is coming to the Teatro Monte Cassino. It starts on the 27th of September and runs until the 20th of October. You can book at CompuTicket for that. Have you worked with orchestras at all? Um, yes, I have. Um, mostly in the theatre in, in, in the theater sphere. I've unfortunately um, sort of studying um, my, my degree in, in piano performance um, under Joseph Sanford, actually, uh, which is, you know, a big, big, which was a big honor to, to do. Um, I never really had the opportunity to play with an orchestra in terms of a concerto, and I've always really wanted. And you'll hear later the, um, the choice that I had was also just a, a piano concerto. Maybe one day it's a pipe dream. <laughs> but um, I've sort of worked with theatrical setting orchestras, um, did the world tour of Phantom of the Opera for a very long time, um, played in The Sound of Music, um, all of those sort of, so, so more of the theatrical setting of an orchestra. And you've always played keyboard. I always played the yeah. keyboard, yes. Oh, so you went on the world tour. We went on the world tour for Phantom of the Opera to um, South Korea, uh, Manila in the Philippines and actually it is amazing how how many young South Africans are on these international tours absolutely there seems to be one all the time somewhere in the world well Phantom of the Opera is different well yes just in terms of a musical somewhere yes but Phantom is once again on the world tour right now and also having a South African play the Phantom as well so it's it really is our pool of talent is quite amazing I think it really is, and we punch above our weight in in that sort of field. Mm. And um, I know that our musicians are well regarded in that world of musicals. Yes, absolutely, yeah. and yeah. and we're very very lucky to to then work with all of these international um, creatives that that come through to to teach the shows and then to work with South Africans. We really learn a lot. Yeah, the only problem is it takes a whole lot of musicians out of our pool of local musicians while they're away. That is very true, Richard. I must say that that's sometimes a challenging thing. It um, is challenging. Is if you're casting a, a show and some of the actors or a lot of the actors are away overseas. But at, in, in the same breath, um, it sort of makes opportunity for those that very often won't get seen Absolutely. To, to get to the front yeah. of the queue. So Yeah, so that the, the, the machine churns on Absolutely. and new people come up. And I remember that so well from my own days working with a choir in England where we had 12 boys in the choir at Chichester, I sang. And you think at the end of this year, four of them are leaving. And you think, wow, what what are we going to do next Mm. year? And somehow their place gets filled. And and they rise to the challenge. Absolutely. It's a wonderful thing. And talking of England and English church music, here's music by Edward Elgar. It's Lux Eterna, but done in a slightly different way by Voces 8. Voces 8, singing Lux Eterna. Beautiful tuning there from the choir. Something very special about choral music and vocal music for mm-hmm. me. Yes, yeah. no, I, I know that your, your preference lies there quite deeply as well. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah, that's how I grew up mm. also singing. Do you play any, did you ever play an orchestral instrument as opposed to the piano? Uh... The closest thing I'd say is is um, I also played organ, which I know is sometimes used as as an orchestral instrument. I yeah. guess um, I studied under Wim Fuljun, yeah, and uh, in Pretoria as well. Oh, so you had the best teachers. I, I really had Joseph the best Stanford. teachers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was very fortunate um, to to really have good teachers. 
Um, my love for, for organ music sort of started in Lady Grey as well. I would often play for the, 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 the church um, uh, ceremonies. Church services, yeah. Services, what? Yeah. Ceremonies, that's... Ceremonies. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a ceremony. Um, my dad being a, a, a Dutch Reformed uh, pastor. Duomini, yeah. as well, yeah. Um, so so it, I had the privilege, and my grandfather as well, so I had the privilege to really grow up as a, as a church in musician, world, I guess, yeah. And, yeah, in, in that yeah, world. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, I wonder what they think of this life now uh, of you in the in musical theater. <laughs> they love it. They all they all do. <laughs> so your your family were very supportive, obviously, because mm -hmm. they you know they allowed you or sent you to Lady Grey, so they understood that you had an interest and a talent in that area. They they did, and and I think oftentimes it's quite interesting uh, that uh, uh, that a lot of musicians grow up in in sort of the church environment, and and often when I have to to use musicians for for uh theat for theater pieces i often prefer to work with church musicians because they really have such a good understanding of the the environment and and their skill and oftentimes they've thrown into the deep end having to learn things very quickly and also a lot of pieces in a very short time so a lot of the time you'll find that some of the really good musicians are church musicians yeah or have grown up in that grown up in, in that environment yeah. yes absolutely your next choice is by Johann Sebastian Bach. And just before we play it, do you have sort of favorites in your, in your uh, history of music, of your own history of music, mm. composers that have really turned you on? Uh, well, I must be honest, and this might sound very cliche, but I'm, I'm really a very big Bach fan. I've always just the, the counterpart and, and uh, particularly the... the um, uh, the authentic versions that John Elliot Gardner and those sort of pe people do, it really it's, it yeah. just trans transforms me. Yeah. So you've got a very eclectic taste in music. I must say I do. Yeah. I, I, I really do. And I listen to, to a very vast um, field Array of music. Of music yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, here comes uh, part of the cello suite number one by Bach. It's played by Yo-Yo Ma. Such beautiful, pure music. That was the prelude from the cello suite number one in G major by J.S. Bach, played by Yo-Yo Ma, the choice of Vessel Urdendahl, who's my guest in People of Note. And Vessel has got a show coming up at the Teatro in Monte Cassino from the 27th of September till the 20th of October. It's called Rock of Ages, and you can book now at CompuTicket. He's the MD and the co-producer. And I must say, it sounds like an exciting production. And there are many eras in music. I mean, you could take almost any decade, 60s, 70s, 80s, mm. 90s, and do a show. Absolutely. And these retro shows mm. of looking back at eras have become extremely popular. Absolutely. And uh, I think we often dismiss the music of the 80s. Uh, there are some fantastic music written during that time if you just look at queen for example who is really the the music writing skill is incredible um and the same for the songs that that that's used in rock of ages it's the music is is so iconic and it 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 really stood the test of time i think yeah well i suppose if you take any 10-year period and you choose say the 20 or 30 best songs of that decade you're going to have hits you're going to have hits. A doubt. absolutely yeah. yes um, and what, what other ones have you got planned? Have you got other things planned for the future? Um, yes, we've got a few productions still happening um, this year. We've got a, a very lovely 1950s musical called Forever Plaid, 
also very for barbershop quartet um four guys singing beautiful harmonies 50s music once again also looking back at the era um and then also um, a show at monte casino at the end of the year called santa claus is coming to town which is more for the family f- around the christmas season so your schedule is pretty full we've got a full year ahead yes richard yeah oh, we're lucky wonderful. Mm. that's really wonderful and it's nice to to see uh, well I'm talking for myself now, talking to you, Yes. Uh, sort of younger people coming in, taking risks, because mm. this is part of the, the deal, is taking risks on these Absolutely. things. Absolutely. We, we take 100% scary. risk, and yeah. It's, yeah, it, it, it is scary, and it could be very rewarding. Um, but we, we believe in putting good quality theater on, on the stage. We, we don't compromise on that. And you've obviously got good partners in Soho Sun. Well, for this particular production, Rock of Ages, yes, and they are just amazing and the whole complex there is, is they were so supportive and yeah. and I just for our listeners' sake, I should just say that, for example, when you go to let's say Monte Cassino, it's just an empty theater. You have to provide everything, right? Absolutely, yes. lighting, sound. Mm. I mean, everything on stage has to be provided mm. by you. There's yes. nothing there in mm. the theater, and I think listeners often don't realize this that you come into the theater. And it's literally a shell. Mm. You have to build up from zero, right? Mm. Yeah, and we've got very good um, technical partners um, in Split Beam, um, who provides a lot of those technical support. And uh, yeah, it's 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 fantastic to have these people on board as well. Yeah, but and I guess if you're the the associate producer, it's everything. You have to deal with the budgets and the planning and all that stuff, which Absolutely. is which is a a big deal. <laughs> it is. That in itself is a full-time job, I'll tell yeah. you. <laughs> and have you got good help for that sort of thing? Yes, yeah. yes, we do. We we have an immaculate support system. Um, and, yeah, but we, we are workaholics, Richard, I must tell you. And uh, my, myself and, 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 and my partner, um, Jakob von Rensberg, yeah, would. Well, uh, a lot of us in the arts are and have to be. Absolutely. Because no one's going to do it for you. No one's going to yeah. do it for you, yeah. yeah. No, but that's wonderful because you also develop many different skills. And I, I often say on this program, it's the people who have the variety of skills that manage to get by in the arts. Yes. It's no good just being able to play the piano. Uh, you might play it brilliantly, mm. but these days you need to have a much bigger skill set than just playing the piano. Absolutely. And and I think it it really sort of... Uh, it, it makes the, 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 the industry better at the end of the day. If, if, if people are there and they, they really have, they develop their other skills. And Did you know, even when you were young, that you had some organizational ability? <laughs> well, I, 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 I think I, I did, actually. Uh, I, strange enough, loved mathematics at school, for example. So I, I do have a vast um, interest in, in a lot of things. And uh, my mom always used to say that, you know, I could, go and study anything if I really wanted to. Um, so so by doing the, the whole producing side of things, it really sort of yeah. it helps that side of my brain yeah. as well. Because I, I remember when I was at school, I was already organizing things when I was at school, yes. you know, trips. I was in the mountain club, for example. Yes. And I used to organize sort of week-long trips, even when I was at school. Mm. I would say to friends of mine, okay, let's go to, there was a wonderful place near Ceres called Fischat. <laughs> and it, it involved quite a lot of organization Absolutely. because it was inaccessible. <laughs> it was all the food, the logistics, transport, getting there, permits, all that stuff. <laughs> but even, you know, so even when I was at school, I realized 
that I enjoyed doing mm. that sort mm. of thing. Yeah. I think it probably came from my my mother, who was a great organizer too. Yes. Um, and she was always organizing trips for people and bridge and, you know, all the things that, yeah. that people do. And I think one needs to be a little bit of a perfectionist as well to make sure that a, bit, a little bit of a control freak to kind of make sure that everything runs according to plan, you know. And uh, that is, that's probably a little bit true about myself. Yeah. Well, here was a man of many parts, also Mendelssohn, Felix mm. Mendelssohn, a child prodigy. He was an amazing artist. He was an amazing musician. Uh, he could paint, he could write, he could mm. swim. Swimming was his big hobby. I did not know that. Yeah. Fantastic. And this is A Song Without Words, played by Marion Friedman. South African pianist Marion Friedman playing one of the songs without words by Felix Mendelssohn, the choice of Vessel Udendahl, my guest in People of Note. Vessel, tell us a bit about the cast in Rock of Ages. Who's doing it? Well, uh, we have, for example, the... Uh, the runner-up of, I think, 2017, The Voice, Josh Ansley, um, who's just got killer vocals. He's just fantastic. And then all the the, the, the regular theatre-goers would know Craig Urbani. Um, we've got Zach Hendricks. We've got um, Lois Duplessis um, back from America after a 10-year stint there. Um, and then uh, we've got a new... The, the leading lady is young and upcoming fresh Jessica Driver, who's playing Sherry. And um, in the song that you'll hear just now is a is is, is in, in the show it's it's a duet by sung by Josh Ansley and and Jessica and uh, yeah so th- we really have a very very good cast of, of of people that you would want to come and see. So there's no lack of talent around in the vocal area. Definitely not. No, it's 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 a music. It's quite tough to choose. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely is, and it's especially for Josh. It's a very very big ask to sing those because you know the eighties they had they all sing so high, and and uh, the the guys have to sing almost higher than the girls, you know, and uh, so it it really is fantastic. And he's got that that natural ability. I don't, I don't know. He's he is a freak of nature, according to me. You know how he how he does that. Yeah. Well, here comes high enough by Damn Yankees. High Enough, the choice of Vessel Urdendahl. He's my guest in People of Note this evening. This program is broadcast every Sunday from 6 to 8, and Vessel Urdendahl is the MD, the music director of Rock of Ages, which is coming to the Teatro in Monte Cassino towards the end of September. It's just about 7 o'clock. We're going to take a short break. It's just gone 7 o'clock. You're with Classic 1027. People of Note is the program with me, Richard Koch, and my guest tonight is Vessel Urdendahl, who is music director and associate producer for VR Theatrical. And there's a production coming up called Rock of Ages at the Teatro in Monte Cassino. Starts on the 27th of September, and you can book at CompuTicket. But now I notice that, uh, Vessel, your choices of music... Really, we've said eclectic once or twice, and it really is, because your next choice is Elijah. Do you still sing yourself at all? Uh, I wouldn't sell myself as a singer anymore, Richard, to be honest. Uh, even though I, I did study, um, I did you know, all the necessary UNISA exams, and I, I even did jazz singing at, 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 at um, the tax music department as well. But uh, I think... Um, I, I see my more, more more of myself as, as a vocal coach rather than a, a singer. So I understand the voice, but I won't sell myself as a, a singer anymore. 
And I'm just interested, you talked about uh, doing shows up here in uh, Gauteng and also down in Cape Town. Do you take these shows elsewhere around South Africa too? Um, yes, we do. Um, not Rock of Ages, but uh, we when we produce other productions, we very often, um, if we do a production at Monte Cassino, Peter Turin's Theatre, then we'll often take it down to Theatre on the Bay, for example. We're looking into... We've, we re- last year we actually took a production of The Little Prince um, to Port Elizabeth, for example. We went. I there. was going to say, don't forget PE. No, of course, and uh, it was we went to the Little Theatre there, um, the P Mats Little Theatre. But um, we hope to be in the Opera House soon, because uh, there are some beautiful venues in PE. Absolutely, really no, nice venues. Yeah, mm. uh, the Feather Market Centre is fantastic. The for, for, for choral music, especially, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the, that the organ Little is fantastic. Theater. The, the Athenaeum, there's a good venue. <coughs> That's correct, um, yes. There are some very, very nice mm. venues in PE. And yeah. I often we sort of miss out PE. Mm. But it's important. Durban? Do you do things in Durban? Well, we're looking into doing something next year in, in Durban. Um, maybe we'll do a, a, a circuit, you know, from yeah. Johannesburg, Durban, Port Elizabeth, and then finish in Cape Town, yeah. you know. And have you got people who can take over from you, I mean, if you you're preparing the next show mm. in Joburg, are there people who could run the current ones around the country for you? Well, uh, we 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 sort of uh, we do, um, but that that is where it becomes a little bit tricky, and that's where where the workaholic situation yeah, comes yeah, yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but, but there are there are people yeah. that we're training up to to take over. Yeah, when that so that they can go arises. on the road while you're preparing Absolutely, the next one. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure there's uh, room for a whole circuit of things around South Africa because mm. it's amazing how many people have uh, retired from Joburg or not retired but now live uh, along the coast Absolutely. But, but commute to Joburg. Mm. So there's a large market mm. for things around South Africa. I agree. And, and there, there used to be a, a touring circuit of, of, of productions and plays and those sort of things. And I think, I think we should... We should look at doing something like that again. I Definitely. think it's it's really I a think, great. I think there is room for that in mm, South Africa. Absolutely, yeah. Because you know places like uh, sort of George Nice and the Plet, mm. there are lots of people who mm. like what you do. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, th- I think also there are things that should be seen and and should be enjoyed. And I think we, you know, we shouldn't cut the people out that that don't live in the major yeah, city yeah, centres. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I often I've got friends who live down uh, in the Eastern Cape. Yay, Eastern yes. Cape. <laughs> and you as an old PE boy yes. and me as an old PE boy, yeah. we know these things. And they they often come up to Joburg to enjoy the sort of things that you do absolutely. and that I do. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that, and they absolutely. miss them down there. That's what they miss more mm. than anything. Mm. So I think there's definitely a market for mm. stuff down on the coast. Here comes It Is Enough, talking of workaholics. <laughs> this is from Elijah by Mendelssohn. And it's a most beautiful aria with a cello solo. One of the most beautiful arias by Felix Mendelssohn. That was from Elijah. It is enough, O Lord, take away my life. It's funny that Mendelssohn was out of fashion for a long time. Mm. But I really think he's coming back. It's a bit like Liszt Mm. went in and out of fashion. (laughs) Mendelssohn went in and out of fashion. But he's definitely coming back into fashion now. I think the reason why I like Mendelssohn so much is possibly because his you could very much hear Bach in his in his um he, they, that was definitely an influence in his in his composing yeah, very much and so. uh, strangely enough the the two pieces that I chose both are written in F sharp minor which is uh particularly something that uh that um 
I, I think he had an affinity for. I don't know. The melody yeah. writing that he does in F sharp minor is just so beautiful. Yeah. I've got a theory, by the way, because you can imagine we get through a lot of music here on mm. Classic 1027. Yes. And I announce a lot of these pieces. I'm telling you, E flat major is a favorite key oh, of really? composers. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I find. Yes, that's, yeah. yes. But I, I guess, why. Um, you know, F sharp minor mm. is is quite an interesting key. Mm. Yeah, no, it it is, and it 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 for me it it, it just it, it really does something to me, and yeah. uh, and it's particularly the way Mendelssohn writes for 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 that key. Beautiful, it's such a beautiful aria that, and uh, beautifully sung there. I'm not sure who the singer was. Sounded a bit like Simon Keenly's side. I'm not sure who if it was though, uh, but uh, beautiful voice, whoever it was. And you've got beautiful voices in your show, Rock of Ages. And does it cater for a wide range of voices from, you know, dark, deeper voices to high? You were talking about mm. the fact that they all sang so high. Yes. <laughs> but you need one deep, dark singer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is probably by the, done by the character Justice, who's, who's played by Lois Duplessis. Um, and she's sort of... Uh, this is going to give away a little bit of the story, but she's sort of the the mother hen in the in of a strip club, really, and so and she sort of takes Sherry on as as a as you know one of one of her girls, and uh, and they uh, and and she has to have this sort of real deep motherly sound sort of and raunchy sound, slightly raunchy, yeah. but but also very caring and yeah. warm, and uh, so as she's. Um, so I guess that's yeah. that lies in her, and she's such a great vocalist. And isn't it interesting how many different voice types there are? Mm. Yeah, because mm. voices, I think, much more than instruments, have a very particular quality. I mean, a violin mm. is a violin. Yes. And a piano is a piano. Mm. But the human voice mm. has so much variety. Absolutely. And that's what makes it so attractive. Yeah, the, yeah. Like the, and it's so unique. Every person's voice is so completely unique. Um Whereas, you know, you can manufacture a, a, a piano and make it sound very similar. But a voice, you can't create, yeah. a, you can't make a carbon copy. Yeah, and that's why I think there's so, many, so much vocal music around mm -hmm. and why vocal music is so interesting because it's always different. Absolutely. And, and every person goes through different emotions and, and that comes through the voice as well. And I think that's what made, makes it so unique. Yeah. And how do you train people to look after their voices do you have a sort of uh, regime where you get them warmed up and so on because it's a very important part of mm. of vocal technique is to protect your instrument of also. course and and especially singing songs from the 80s it's it's, it's, it's tough the, the demand is very high and so yes we we do take care of it and we do a proper vocal warm-up every single day and um, before show before a rehearsal um we also make sure that they don't sing out all the time. So, but at the same time, they have to get fit. You know, you, the voice is a muscle that has you have to be able to create fitness. So, you can't just mark through it and then expect to sing it on the day. Um, so, you have to also train that muscle to get there. But, but, step by step. Yeah, yeah. So, tell us quickly about Kathy's song, which is coming up now. Kathy's song is oh, it's such a, a beautiful song done by Paul Simon. And written by him and uh, it really that's my love for folk music actually and, and it's it's just the, the lyrics are just absolutely exquisite um, it's storytelling Kathy's song by Paul Simon you were talking about words 
just before that and how beautiful the words are. And one of the nice things about working in musical theatre is we're always working with words. I mean, not only music, but it's it's the words. And the sort of people that you deal with, like Billy Joel and Cole Porter, Lloyd Webber, um, and Tim Rice, the words are always very clever and very important in the whole show. Absolutely. And, and we we deal with stories here, you know, and I think especially with theatre, is this, if the storytelling isn't clear, then then you've got a serious problem. So the lyrics are as cr- as much part of the music as as just the music. So yeah. very often you'll find people, composers, wanting to just write the music, and sometimes the composer, like Stephen Sondheim, for example, prefers to write the lyrics as well. And in your uh, show, Rock of Ages, mm. who has linked it all together? Um, well, there is a, an arranger that, that, yeah. made, that wrote it all together and that sort of obviously... Uh, decides to to put all of these songs together but every single song is written as its original yeah. in its original form so it's a sort of series of songs from mm. the 80s linked with linked text. with the story yeah. yes absolutely there so. we go so uh, lots to look forward to there at the teatro at monte casino and we were talking about words here's a great one just the way you are billy joel just the way you are the choice of Vessel Udendal, who's my guest in People of Note tonight. And he's coming to Teatro Monte Cassino. Well, not he's coming, he's there, <laughs> uh, doing Rock of Ages. That starts on the 27th of September, runs till the 20th of October. And you can book at CompuTicket. Now, I see your last three choices are sort of much more traditional as Bach and Ravel and Mozart. Mm. Although the, the version of the Mozart is slightly different mm. uh, but you said Bach remains one of your favorites and the mass in B minor is a very special work it sure it, I think that was my my first real introduction to choral music where I really realized that the weight of, of Bach's work and uh, um, I particularly have a, a affinity for um, countertenors as well so to kind of for, for especially the the alto arias um, have you sung in the work I, I have not, I have not, and I hopefully one day I will. It, it's really, it's just one of those pieces that you that you can read while listening to it and and the, the music. Yeah. I mean, if you if you if you want to study it, and uh, it's incredible. And it is, it's an amazing piece, mm. and the the overall structure is so amazing. It is, yeah, yeah. And the funny thing was that he he wrote it. There was very little chance that it would be performed. And that's one of these extraordinary mm. situations Absolutely. Where, where you have a piece which was sort of ahead of its time, really. Mm. Mm. And uh, we've performed it here in Joburg. It's, it's not often performed. Mm. I know it was done last year in Pretoria because mm. it's, it's difficult. flippin' difficult. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. And I think to get the, 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 the right voices to sing that, it's hard. It's yeah. really, really hard. Well, this is the Gloria from the Mass in B minor. That was the Berliner Zing Academy performing the Gloria from the Mass in B minor by Johann Sebastian Bach. And listeners may remember the Berliner Zing Academy were here a couple of years ago and we did the Missa Solemnis by Beethoven together with my choir. And in fact, uh, we've just had an invitation to go to Dresden to sing the Missa Solemnis there. And it will Mm. be performed here next year also because next year is a big year for Beethoven 250 years since he was born Wow! so there's going to be a lot of Beethoven Beethoven on the menu next year yeah 
And I see your next choice is from Le Tombeau de Couperin. Mm. Uh, Ravel writes such gorgeous music. Mm. I particularly love his piano music, and uh, I, I just he, he, you can hear the orchestration in the piano when you when you listen to his piano music, which is so beautiful. Do you still play the piano for your own pleasure? Um, well, I do. I have to. I, I still have to keep going, but not classical music. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't get the time to yeah. to really practice and get my fingers. Yeah. Ready. So it's not. It's. I mean, your work is your mm. hobby, uh, but you don't find time just to relax and play for yourself. I I don't often do that. No, unfortunately. But but I I it's at the in the back of my mind. I always the book is there. I see it's there. You know. But. Uh, uh, yeah, because yeah. for lovers of Bach, you know, starting every day with a prelude and fugue is always fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess your day starts on the run. Yes, that's true. Because I can imagine what your day is like, actually. Vessel yeah. Urdendal uh, is my guest in People of Note. And and here comes uh, Maurice Ravel, La Tombo, the Tomb of Couperin. This is a piece called Forlan. That was Forlan from La Tombo de Couperin by Maurice Ravel. The pianist was Jean-Yves Thibaudet. And perhaps, Vessel, for your, your final choice being the Mozart, in a strange version, though not strange, an unusual version for Bobby McFerrin and Chick Corea, perhaps you could just talk about this briefly uh, and how brilliant Bobby McFerrin is. <laughs> well, Bobby McFerrin is, is just fantastic. And just as a vocalist, as an artist, I think he's multi-skilled. Um, and I think um, the reason why I chose this particular piece is the feeling that you have when you play Mozart is it's, it's more about for me the the feeling under my fingers it's so so good it just feels so lacquer to to play Mozart and I think at the same time that's probably how Bobby McFerrin must feel when he when he can sing these things an extraordinary combination of artists Bobby McFerrin Chick Corea Mozart the St Paul Chamber Orchestra and that was the first movement of the piano concerto number 23 the final choice of Vessel Urdendal, who's been my guest in People of Note. He'll be directing Rock of Ages at the Teatro Monte Cassino from the 27th of September to the 20th of October. You can book at CompuTicket. Thank you, Vessel, for coming in and talking to us. It's just my pleasure. Thank you so much, It's Richard. been great to have you on the program. And thank you at home for listening and to Pitt for helping us put the program together. Until next time, from all of us here at Classic 1027, we wish you a very good week ahead. Good night. <laughs>